Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got an heart. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Hey everybody! What's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. And since you loved it so much last time when I sang Jackie, I think we're gonna sing it again because I have a theme for tonight. Okay. Forever young, I wanna be forever. This is a cool song, right? It's still relevant. I think it's pretty relevant. <laughs> I thought I think so. It's, it's forty like, years old. Yeah, like it's. <laughs> It's 1981, right? I don't even know. When did that song even come out? Oh, I, no I probably idea. wasn't even born. I don't know. I feel like that was like late 80s, early 90s. Okay. Yeah. We'll give it that. We'll, we'll say that. It'll make me feel better about life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we actually, I realized we have kind of a theme going for this episode. We're going to take on the, why are we going to take on the taking? No. We're going to discuss the taking of Deborah Logan and as above, so below. Which originally we paired because they were in the found footage or the not so, these aren't really found footage, but it's that first person POV style movie. It's it's the home video style movie. Yeah, I think and it's then, found footage, isn't it? They're both found footage, technically. I guess, I mean, within the plot, they're not like found footage. Like, it's not found footage like Blair Witch was found footage. Right. But it's, I guess, all of these kind of yeah. fall under that category. Yeah, I think I would nest them in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it turns out after watching them that they actually have, um, the theme of eternal youth living forever, snakes and Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Those are all the common threads. Yeah. And both of the movies deal with the theme of like the fear of aging, which I find to be a very valid and very scurry theme personally. Um, I gotta be honest, the ta- if, if it's okay, if we start with the taking of Deborah Logan. Let's dive in. It scared the pantalones off of me. It's creepy. It is a creepy... Now, I actually found this movie to be a, a little problematic, if I could. Oh, and I please do. Raise my voice. And I didn't go into too much research outside of just the idea that I had. But watching this movie... So in the beginning of this movie, this is a documentary about Alzheimer's disease. Mm-hmm. And... It got me thinking about how not that long ago, a lot of people were misunderstanding mental health and the whole idea of it being demons when it actually was schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, like for part of this movie, I couldn't help but feel like they were exploiting that fact. Oh, like the, mis- the misunderstanding yeah. of mental illness. Right. Which I was like, that's not super cool. But then I kind of like dialed it back and it's like, well, what better way to reveal a demonic uh, possession Mm -hmm. than masking it with, you know, oh, it couldn't possibly be demonic. You know, here's this medical explanation. (laughs) Here's this medical explanation. Here's this medical explanation. And then suddenly it's like, you can't explain it anymore. So I... I see what they did there and why they did it, but I couldn't help but have that twinge of the misunderstanding, the misrepresentation sure. of the mentally ill population. No, I think that's super fair. And I think that, I, I mean, I, there's no denying that the likening of Alzheimer's to a possession is problematic, albeit in a lot of ways, I thought it was spot on. Like this idea of like all of the things, a lot, maybe not stealing children in the dead of night, but a lot of the other <laughs> things she does. I very much can see being symptomatic and and indicative of Alzheimer's getting worse. Obviously, it doesn't quite re- <laughs> like go the way it does in the film, right. but I thought it was a kind of cool concept. No, anyway, it did. Yeah. but you're right. As a mental health professional, I, I yeah, I should have taken more objection to that. Um, so this 2014, holy shit, Helen from A League of Their Own. Where have you been all my life, Helen? I know, right? She's excited. She plays Love Sarah. Her. Yeah. She, her, her real name need not apply. It's just Helen from The League of Their Own. It's, it's <laughs> Anne Ramsey, but okay. Okay, sure. <laughs> Shma- right. Anne Ramsey. <laughs> Shmam, 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 Um Also, Jill Larson, the woman who played Deborah, is like a super famous soap opera star. 
It, I was wondering where she, she came from. She was from All My Children. She was in okay. All My Children for like 30 years. Go, girl. Yeah. She, like she had all the children. She was scary. <laughs> she was... By the end, so I was fucking terrified. Scary. Oh, she, I was terrified. I was pooping my pants. So I'm going to throw out there, for me personally, that Alzheimer's is a legitimate, like, phobic fear of mine. Because I don't have beauty. I don't have muscle. The one thing that I... My strongest asset is my brain. And it fucking terrifies me to lose that like the idea that I could one day just and Alzheimer's does run in my family so I'm like a ticking time bomb over here and I gotta be honest like that for me was a really hard part of this to watch because I'm so terrified of Alzheimer's I share that fear but not for myself like I share that fear in like my my mother or my father getting it like I remember when my grandmother who I was extremely close with when she passed away and she passed away from, you know, congenitive heart failure in 2012. I remember at one point thinking, thank God she knew me at the end. Like, I think that, like, that to me, time. that's where my fear would be. Like, I know plenty of people whose parents have suffered and are suffering from this disease. And it's like, they don't know you. Like, and maybe that's super selfish of me. But, like, that is where my fear is. Like, for to have my father look at me and not know who I am, not know how to do something... I can't, I can't even express, like, I don't know. That would, that, that, that's where it gets me, thinking about my parents. Yeah, no, that makes you a, a, a better person than I am, because I'm totally selfish. I'm like, <laughs> I just don't want it for myself. And, you know, it's funny, because I, I can't help but reference the notebook here. I remember the first time I watched the notebook, being devastated, because I have two eyes and a vagina, and I, did you watch the notebook? I've never seen oh the notebook. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember being like, I would never want to put Matt and the girls through that. Like, Jackie, I'm going to ask you right now on, on, like, the air, so it's, like, a formal contract. Please take me out in the woods and leave me there if I get so badly Alzheimer's that, like, I don't know my ass from my elbow. Because <laughs> I don't want Matt and the girls to suffer through that. So you're right. I get that. It's not even about me. I'm not afraid for myself. I'm afraid of what it does to everyone around yeah. you. And I don't want to put my family... Like, Jesus, Sarah goes through hell and back oh, with this my, movie. My, my first two notes are the beginning. It's really heartbreaking. And then, like, the plight of the caregiver. Like, when, oh, I, God, when right? I worked in mental health, just from seeing it from my point of view at an outpatient center, like, just to see almost the abuse mm-hmm. that the caregiver goes through. And they keep going back for more because they do it because they love that person and they want to take care of that person. So, I know that last episode I talked, we talked about the triple goddess, and I'm going to posit that both of these films also play with that concept. I think I'm kind of becoming obsessed with this concept. Like like the phases of the moon, you have the maiden, then you have the mother, and then you have the crone. What kills me is that she does transition from the mother to the crone, and once she's the crone, nobody gives two fucks, and nobody believes her. Like, one of the notes I had, and I'm gonna throw this out to you, is, okay, if she didn't have Alzheimer's, would they believe her? Like, would anybody think to listen to her? Like, or, like, would, like, I feel like nobody gives any stock to anything she's doing. They're like, yeah, crazy old lady, because she has Alzheimer's. But I'm not convinced that the Alzheimer's isn't just the perfect cover. Because I feel like once women get to that age, nobody takes them seriously. Like, at the very beginning when she still has her wits about her, I feel like they treat her very, like, objected to. Like, I feel like they don't give her any of the respect or any of the dignity that she should deserve. And, like, the crew, especially the guys on the crew, are almost kind of dismissive of her. And, again, I think that speaks so perfectly to the fact that, like, once you're no longer the mother, once you're no longer the maiden, once you get into the crone, which I am probably staring down the barrel of, and probably why I'm so obsessed with it, nobody takes you seriously anymore. And that broke my heart. And the other thing that I wanted to throw out there that broke my heart was this idea of Alzheimer's as a demon is such a beautiful metaphor. Because really, when you when you think about it, it's like this thing that comes in, takes over, you can't see it, you don't really know how to stop it, no one knows what to do with you because you're just a mess of a human being, there's no cure, science fails you, religion fails you. Like, with uh, one of the things I loved was when the priest was like, yeah, I can't help you, that shit's not real. Like, science fails, religion fails, God fails you, Alzheimer's is, to me, Alzheimer's is, might as well be a demonic possession. Yeah. You know, and I think it was really scary to think of like, you know, you you can become so violent, you can become so dangerous to yourself, you can put your caregivers through hell and back, and yet you're not technically responsible for it. 
You know, like it was hard to wrap my brain around that parallel because I realized that juxtaposing a demonic possession with Alzheimer's was brilliant, in yeah. my opinion. Oh no, I, I, I agree with that 100%. There really is no better cover, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term. Um, so I, I have something that you're not going to be happy with. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I love it when you start a sentence that yeah. way. Yeah, so not unlike when we discussed Heather in The Blair Witch, uh-huh. I thought, I I did not really enjoy, in either of these movies, Mia or Scarlet. Oh, Because, okay. again, not unlike Heather, they are, put, they, they are the responsible party putting the people with them in danger and seeing the danger denying the danger, and further putting the people more in danger. So I'm going to save my retort for as above, so below. Okay. Because I've been playing, ever since last episode, I've been playing with that. This idea of, like, Mia and Scarlet in as above, so below, putting people in danger and that being a really douche move, right? Yeah. But I have a perfect retort. And I'm okay. going to save it for as above, so okay. below. Because you're right. Mia's kind of an asshole. Well, I would argue that she becomes so emotionally invested with Sarah that she stays for I the would emotional. say that yeah. toward the end of the movie, I feel right. like it's more Sarah holding on to her Agreed. than like Mia it's holding right. on to the project. Agreed. I don't think she gives two fucks about the project. But at, that point. at the end, no. But like I remember in the beginning, like when the when the one guy puts the uh, rosary mm-hmm. on the window, and then the window miraculously <laughs> opens, and he shows Mia, and her response was like. So the window opened. Like, windows <laughs> open, you know? That's their She was purpose. vapidly blocked. Like, right. yeah. Like, it like, was like... They played her stupid. They right? really did. And, like, it almost... They, it almost was to the point of, like, when the old guy was shooting up the van and the, the other, the crew, decided to leave, and she's, like, flipping her shit. Like, why are you leaving? Why? You're a coward. Why right, are you right. leaving? It's like, dude, you're supposed to be doing a, a documentary on this disease. It has nothing to do with demons. It has nothing to do with demonic possession. Shit is hitting the fan, and you're trying to, like, stick it out and call me a coward? Like, what are you still trying to capture at that point? I know, and I would argue that at that point, I would have liked it better if it was more, like, she played the emotional card more than the the documentary card. Because at that point, the documentary is fucked, bro. This is not going to be a representation of Alzheimer's in earnest. Just give up. And, and say that you're staying because you feel for Sarah. My, I gotta say the way Sarah was portrayed didn't say, sit great with me. Because it was like, she's a lesbian and you know that because she wears big flannel shirts and big bulky jackets. And we're gonna only allude to her lover who's, who's fighting with her on the phone. And allude to her relationship with Tweed. But we're never gonna fully go there. Like, I just get so fucking sick of tiptoeing around it. And pl- painting an LGBTQ character in such, like, blasé black and white. It, it's like, almost yeah. like... Yeah, it just never sits right with me. I'm like, dude, just she doesn't have to dress like a fucking lumberjack. If she wants to, cool on her. I'm not saying she can't, but I just feel like if you're not going to... Like, why sprinkle in her sexuality if it's not going to drive the plot in any way, shape, or form? Like, it's just it well, just feels shoehorned. It, it did... With the relationship with the mother. Well, that and, like, we had to... I mean, Sarah had to believe... I mean, Sarah not, not had to believe. Sarah did believe at one point that she got sent to boarding school because she got caught... Kissing another girl. Who I assumed was sweet. (laughs) When the reality was, she got sent to boarding school because because she was going to be the fifth victim. So I see why they had to present her. That's a good point. Like, I do see why they, but again, I agree that they didn't, you know. It just felt too hard. It it really did. But so did a lot of the story of who the demon actually was, to be honest. Like, it it could have been done differently. But I do, I do, I will say that I believe that we did have to establish her sexuality because of that plot point later in the movie. Okay. I just would argue I didn't love the way it was done. And I agree with that yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, also, if I get back to my my uh, triple goddess, the little girl becomes the maiden then. And, like, this whole thing of, like... So, speaking of the theme of eternal youth, the story basically posits that this Dr. Desjavanes, whatever his name was. You know what? It's it's not the way they pronounced it. It's, it's, it's like there's a hockey player named Desjardins. Oh, so it's, it's Danger, sim- Danger Dan. Yeah, it's, yes, Danger Dan. Yeah. Uh, of the gardens in French. Uh, there you go. There's your hockey Ooh, lesson. That was, but more, no, but that it's- was more of a lesson <laughs> in a, a language, a linguistics expert. I've always said you were a cunning linguist. It sounds yeah. like Desjardins, Desjardins, mm-hmm. Desjardins. Right. Desjardins. De- yeah. 
But that anyway, anyway <laughs> that guy was killing young girls to do a Moroccan 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 but Moroccan blood ritual in which if he killed the five girls in such a way with the snakes and all the other crap, he would achieve uh, immortal life. So again, it goes back to this idea of like everyone's secretly afraid of being old, everyone's secretly afraid of dying. Because let's be honest, Deborah Logan just being old is creepy. Yeah. And I know that's a horrible thing to say, but like old people they, are like they made scary. her they made her so creepy. She's even when she's not possessed, she's a little scurry. Yeah. Like and then like the little things about like forgetting and like um I've never been to Germany, stuff like that. Like besides being phobically afraid of Alzheimer's, I've also like, yeah, be, something about old people is a little scary. I know that's terrible to say out loud, but I, I challenge anybody to be like, no, you're wrong. Old people are adorable. Old people are scary because they remind us of our own mortality. Old people are scary because we look at them and we say, shit, that's going to be me one day, if I'm lucky, you know? But we don't think of it as lucky because it's scary to be old. <laughs> at least I imagine. I don't know. As staring down the barrel of 40, I'm scared to be old. Really? A little bit, yeah. Not like I'm going to dye my hair and pretend I'm 20 forever, but like, the notion of, like, really elderly scares me. And I think I've lived my whole life assuming I'm not going to make it to that point because I have terrible habits that are not conducive to somebody who lives to, like, 70 or 80. So I am going to leave a beautiful young corpse. But at the end of the day, I'm, it is. It's it's terrifying to me. Maybe this is this isn't everybody. I can see no, from your face not that you're like, no, I'm it's, ready it's to be not... an old bitch. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I've... Now, okay, I'm going to say this with the... Um, with the arrogance of, mm -hmm. I also am almost 40, mm -hmm. but I don't think I look like I'm al almost 40. No. And I think I've been that way my whole life where I look younger than I actually am. Mm. So because of that, like the whole idea of aging is whatever to me. Like I don't have any issue with the fact that I'm going to be 40 in like 11 months. Like that's nothing to me. The idea of getting older I don't know. Like, I'll get away with more shit. Like, if I, like, am, like, a super old person, like, I think there's, a, I forget what comedian talked about this, but, like, when I'm super old, like, I want to steal shit and get away oh, with I'm it. Oh, I'm going to get weird. Because, like, I'm yeah. old, you know? I'm going to get weird. Like, yeah. I want to smack somebody with my cane and be like, I'm old. I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to get a jazzy scooter, yeah. even if I can fully I walk. I want one of them, like, the little reachy grabby things? Oh, hell yeah. We're going to have, yeah. have like three of those. I also want on my jazzy scooter, as I've always said, I want a pirate flag yeah. and a POWMIA flag just because that's an <laughs> old person thing to have. And then I'm going to have a hat. You know I've said this from day one where I pull the string in it. And a class. class. Yeah. Yep. That's all I want in life. No, I'm a jumpsuit. I want, I want one of those uh, helmets that you put the drinks in <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to have two Cokes. white two white claws. <laughs> I'll be an old lady you know with what? a white claw helmet. You're selling me on this old lady shit. <laughs> See? I'm in. It's going to be fun. I'm in. It's going to be fun. And like Dude, I said, so we're going to no. have an etch a sketch that yeah. the, the girls are going to set up for us to make us think we're still recording. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. No jobs. No jobs. We'll be retired. We'll be retired. We'll uh, be so old tons that. Tons of free time. Tons of free time. Discounts. Oh my God. Discounts. Everywhere. Everywhere. AARP up the wazoo. Here we go. My God, getting checks from the government just because I made it to this age. Like, it's like when on you know, Monopoly, you get to collect the $200 because you've Free parking. Free, Free parking. And have your money. Um, arguably, lots of Jello and other soft snacks that I very much enjoy. Don't feel like getting up to go to the bathroom? <laughs> just put your pants. Yeah, I did that already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. No, in all seriousness, like, I, at this point in my life, I don't have any issue with aging every year. Um... Maybe that's because you do change. look like a spring chicken. Maybe that I change. look like I'm 90 now. No, you, <laughs> you know what I blame? Children. <laughs> that's why you're so youthful and I'm so old and haggard. Hashtag condom throw. <laughs> Every time I post about my children in a way that makes them seem hmm, less than the perfect part of life, Jackie will remind me that's why she doesn't have children and it really irks every mother I know and it makes me happy. It makes me giggle. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, just stir in the old pot. And I'm here for it. Well, um, you know what? And I can get away with that shit. A, because you're one of my best friends. And yeah. B, I fucking love your kids. You and do. your kids love me. So they you think you're way cooler. So you me. know that it's me just being like a shit stir. I literally, in code, called her children douchebags on her Facebook. I know, I love it. And nobody had any idea except her and I. Yeah. And that's just how we live. And now life. they call people douchebags in a secret way, too. See, I, te yep. I teach them you well. Teach, you do. Yeah, you have so many well. good life lessons when they're with Aunt Jackie. Um, 
Yeah, so another thing, like, um, I was thinking, if I'm Deborah Logan, I kill DeGarden, too. Yeah. Like, fuck you, you're not taking my kid, bro. And I I will absolutely bury his bones. I I loved that twist of Mm -hmm. Sarah was supposed to be the fifth. Her mother had to do what she... I didn't see it coming. I didn't Her mother had to do what she had to do to save her. Even though Sarah had no idea. Like, mm-hmm. Sarah was none the wiser. As, as it should be. Like, you shouldn't tell your kid, oh, yeah, you were going to be the fifth victim of this serial killer, so I killed him. Like, Sarah was in the dark, and that's perfectly fine. Um, Which I, is how I, she should... I, I mean, loved it. Yeah. I no, really loved the twist. I did, too. They, I hated Harris, though. Why did he start shooting at everybody? Because he didn't want them to discover the secret. That's oh, what so I it's was... better that Deborah be possessed, and you're just going to make them all go away. I guess he's I don't a know. shit. He was he a was, shit. He was a shit. He yeah. really. I was, was happy shit. when the TV hit him in the head. Although that to be funny. fair, <laughs> I didn't blame him for having the incident. Would you smother me with a pillow if I'm so fucking shot, stood on that people think I'm, you probably. know? Okay, because yeah. I'll I'll do it for you. Girl. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we probably, probably should burn this just in case yeah. in 50 years because <laughs> they're gonna be like, I have, ladies and gentlemen, I have evidence that the old lady drooling in the corner killed her best friend. I'm gonna be like, what? And then they're gonna play this and I'm gonna be like, motherfucker. And then I'm gonna have to clap my little hat. Yeah. But um, because they solved the mystery. But, yeah, no, I don't want to be, like, I don't even think it's so much fear, I fear getting old because I actually really look forward to the jumpsuits. But what I do fear is losing the part of me that makes me me. And I think that's my brain, yeah. my heart, my my connections to other human beings. And losing that is terrifying. And I, <laughs> it's like being possessed. It's It really is. It's devastating. And I don't know. I, I feel like you're right. At the end of the day, I think what made this so scary for me was the fact that it was way harder to... For the loved ones and for the people around her than it was for her. It, it was. I mean, silver lining of having Alzheimer's, you don't know dick yeah. about what you're doing. One thing that I really liked is toward the end of this movie, they find out that they can, if they find the guy's body, they yeah. can burn it and I guess release him. Like, they destroy his demonic spirit and, and Now, would he be, be a demon or just a ghost? I assumed he'd be a demon because huh. did he not have to make some sort of pact or it's not just like a random guy was like, yeah, this whole like snake thing is cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sure that there was some deal or some ritual. Um, Apparently, and- that's very, I looked at there for 70,000 years now. People in various tribes all through the world have believed in the power of snakes and their venom as a, a youth saving immortality getting thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, tr- I sipped a few sips of a snake. It didn't work, but I tried. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, I digress. Apparently, they people do believe in the mystical powers of snakes. That's why they're so evil. <laughs> Speaking of the snakes, so I have to say a couple of things about the snakes. Um, if if I can say that I have like a real fear, like I'm straight Indiana Jones with my yeah? fear of snakes. Uh-huh. Like I will kill the biggest spider. Like I don't have any problem with sharks, but snakes. No way. Like, not even a little bit. So when they had to crawl through the tunnel, that one small tunnel, and they were all those snakes, A, it gave me the total wig, but B, it was my favorite part because Sarah looks at a snake and says, go fuck yourself. Um, (laughs) So telling a snake to go fuck yourself is up there for me. My note is, that's a no for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know what, mom, that other kid... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a good run. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm gonna see you on the other right. side. You, I don't go after you. I don't I, go. I gotta you. tell you, I don't know that I crawl through a snake infested yeah. tunnel. I yeah. don't. I don't. And, and I'll talk about claustrophobia in the next mm. with the next movie. But yeah, no, like. So yeah, what else? I mean, so, like I said, I for me, it's the very cool metaphor of possession and Alzheimer's that made this movie worth its weight for me. There was a moment that kind of took me out. Of the scary, because this was definitely a thrill ride. It was scary. I have to say that at the the end, (laughs) when Sarah turned the corner and she had the unhinged jaw and was eating the kid's head, the image, (laughs) like the idea, the concept of it was scary, but I couldn't help it. Like, I started to laugh. Like, that was fun. 100%. I was like, what the flip? It was like, it was just an like, I mean, it was cool for what yeah, it was. Like, I guess on paper that works, but to actually see it 
it was it was kind of funny. Yeah, it was like, like her unhinged jaw. It made me giggle. It was kind of funny. I also would argue that her jaw would never be the same after that. Like I call no. bullshit on the picture where she was okay afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that one was but but overall, um this was, was one of the okay. ones yeah. I really liked it. So this me was too. one of the ones that a couple months ago when we were watching a couple found footage movies for the show, I just kind of was like, I was on a tear. Mm-hmm. Like, beginning of quarantine, that was just kind of my jam, was I was just starting to soak up all of these found footage movies that I had never seen before. And you know me, if it was made after 1989, <laughs> I had never seen it before. Uh, so this was one of, I think it was on Netflix, and I'm like, you know what, let's give this found footage a try. And I was pleasantly surprised with how much I really enjoyed this film. And... Overall, I think it's super effective. It's very creepy. Like, there's that moment, and it it, ha- and it doesn't happen. And I think it only happens once. But it's, and I've said it before, my favorite thing in a horror movie is when you kind of just see a glimpse of something. Mm-hmm. And there's that scene after they try to burn the body for the first time, and they run out of the house. They're, they the, the camera pans back real quick, and you see a guy standing yeah, in the house. Yeah. Like, that's the stuff that makes me piss my pants, and I love it. That's me too. I liked it. the drawing, like, in her paintings, how there was always the dude in them. Dude. Like, I thought there was a lot of cool little... And for a film that only got released on Netflix and is arguably lower distribution, lower... It, it was good for what it was. I enjoyed I really it. Did, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a two thumbs up. From, it's the, a, from the JG camp. Yeah. You know, it's okay, it's like a one and a half for me. Yeah. 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 It's a um, definite recommend. Now, as above, so below, if we could transition in, I had really low expectations for this because it got shit reviews. That blows my mind. I liked it a lot more than I thought. I didn't love it. Okay. But I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. This is another one when I was watching a bunch of found footage movies. Another one I watched. Actually, it came on a recommendation of a coworker, And I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. And when I read the synopsis, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Because, you know, again, blanket statement, we know that I'm an atheist. But the idea of religion is still fascinating. Like, it's still an interesting topic for me to learn about religions or learn about religious figures. Like, I still think the story of Jesus and, and his whole thing... I still find that to be an interesting story. That's still a captivating story. Just because I don't believe doesn't mean that, like, I deny it and it doesn't exist and it's stupid. You know, like, I'm still captivated by that story. I don't want to say it's an entertaining story because I think that kind of makes it, like, I don't want to belittle. Yeah, I don't want to say that, but I will say it's a captivating, it's an interesting story. I've read parts of the Bible for funsies just to read the story. Yeah. Again, I don't believe in them, but, you know, I also don't believe in ghosts and have a bookshelf filled with books about hauntings. I'm entertained, I'm fascinated, and I'm captivated by those subjects. Mm -hmm. So reading the synopsis for this, I was already into it. Watching it, between these two, I like this one better. Mm -hmm. I really, really liked this movie. I liked how it was portrayed. I liked... The story, I like the actors. Like, there's not a lot in this movie that I didn't care for. Wow, okay. Um, I find it interesting that you're, you're, you see it as a film that explores a religious ideology, because for me, alchemy, anything having to do with this, like, mysticism shit, is more, you know, like, I did a little research, and it, to me, this is more in the world of, like, folklore, but it almost makes sense, then, that you would liken it to religious ideology, because religion is, like, folklore for you, too. So it makes perfect sense. And I'd like to circle back to your point about the women in these, these films and their responsibility for others, okay? Because my biggest, one of my biggest uh, issues contending with this film was looking at Scarlett and saying to myself, do I love her? Is she a badass or is she just a bad human being, right? And in the beginning, I think what she does is badass, even if, the, like, at one point the guy turns to her and he's like, I have a family. Like, she's putting him in danger by going on this pursuit. But then I thought of two things. Number one, gender is going to influence our, our position on her. Because think about it. You don't look at Indiana Jones and go, what a fucking asshole he is for making uh, uh, Willie go into the Temple of Doom. She does it of her own free will. Now, he shouldn't bring a small child. I'm pretty sure that's illegal <laughs> on, like... 12 levels. It's also a problematic representation if we're talking Temple of Doom. But nobody ever looks at Indiana Jones and goes, what a fucking shithead for bringing other people into this. 
I feel like because these, this is women, we're having this conversation where we're like, what a bunch of fucking douchebags for bringing in other people. Here's my thing. Papillion and Benji and the guy she's in love with, what the fuck is his name? George. George. They all do it. No one's putting a gun to their heads. Same thing with Blair Witch. No one put a gun to your head and told you to come. Like, so my, to answer your question, I don't put it on Scarlet. I do think that she's willing, her pursuit of knowledge, her pursuit of the Philosopher's Stone, hashtag Harry Potter, is, is problematic for her own life. But as far as like, whether or not I can, whether or not I blame her for everybody else, no, I don't. I don't, I wouldn't want to say that. I, I do see your point and I do agree. And maybe I didn't choose my words properly. I mean, maybe it just makes her untrustworthy. Because no, no oh, one, I, I no, one no one put a gun to anybody's head to go. But I mean, George continually told her, I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. And but the fucked up thing is, but no, he did it because he couldn't go back. Because the police That's came, douchebag was setting off smoke bombs. And the other fucked up thing is, she knew why he didn't want to do it. She, she absolutely, the danger, she right? knew, understood the danger. She also knew his brother died in a cave. His brother, he, he and his brother were in oh, a cave. Oh, see, I never got that she knew that definitively. She did. Because okay. she told Benji. Oh, that's she right. She turned that's to right. Benji right. and goes, that's right. he's that's messed right. up. You're right. So it's like she okay. knew so the reason why. So she's putting him in a traumatized So, right. the, I mean, again, yeah, I'm not saying that these are villains. Yeah. I'm not calling anybody a villain at this point. Uh, you know, it's not that, but it just, I, that, that... But I agree, and I hadn't thought of that about the Indiana Jones thing. I do agree that it's it's gender that puts them in that position, right? And it makes us judge them a little harsher. And yeah. it gets back to this idea of like women as the maternal women, which is you know fucked up in in its own right. But I will admit though that what what leaves me conflicted still is like nobody ever changes the world without putting everything aside and valuing the truth and the pursuit at all costs. You know what I mean, yeah. like. So I, I think there's some nobility in that, but yeah, it's fucked up to put the people around you in danger and yeah. to put them like, and, and you know, George loves her, you know, he has. And I think that's for me, the only reason why I'm not like, yeah, this movie rocked was the ending got a little hokey for me. They set up such a cool premise and I'd like to kind of explore some of the mythology behind it, but then it's like they get out and they're okay. And now she's the philosopher's stone and everything's fine. And yeah. that was a little hokey. For the, me. The, when, when he was like, that weekend turkey was the best week of my life. Like, stop like it. Do, you, do you have to have romance right. involved like, in your storyline? Well, of course you Like, do, the storyline right. could have been done without any sort of romantic, romantic right. entanglement. Or that ending could have, we could have, and even like, oh, well, I have a child and I should go, okay. Everybody sit down, you know, like I get that we're in hell and we're going to, we're going to face our demons, so to speak. But so I will say that the as above, so below mythology was so fascinating for me. Mm -hmm. um, and it goes back to that hermeticism, right? This theory that there's only one true theology and all religions just have their own way of getting at it, but it, it's all getting to the same thing. This was written in like 200 AD. I'm going to be cards on the table here. I had no idea Nicholas Flamel was real outside of Harry Potter. And I had no idea the Philosopher's Stone was real outside of Harry Potter. So I learned a lot. Like, this was a, like, the more you know moment for me. Um, because I gotta say, it's a fascinating mythology. Um, and I literally have the note, oh shit, Flamel is real. And I'm pretty sure that's when I paused and Googled it. But, um, <laughs> so in this Emerald text, right, it says that which is below corresponds to that which is above. And a pure correspondence to which is below accomplishes the miracle of one thing. So if it happens on any levels of reality, it happens in all. And so in the movie, like, the, the philosophy of as above, so below is the theory that whatever's happening in this reality, in this dimension, uh, emotionally, is also happening in any other dimensions, any other realities. Any. So the whole, like, topsy-turviness that they align to it is, is, is kind of weird because... It, as above, so below doesn't mean that things are upside down. Yeah, like they you put know? a spin on it. Right, like, you know, right. If it's black in this world, then it's, it's white, white in, in this other. one. And yeah. that's not necessarily what as above, so right. below really, really translates to. And here's what I found interesting. And if I could go back and rewrite the ending of this movie, this is the shit I would have leaned on. The theory of as above, so below, and in the the can like that thing with the the knight and the like the little triangles, yeah. that actually speaks to the idea that um, demons can control certain levels of the reality in the theory of as above, so below. 
and they will punish what they consider to be sacrilege. What if them intruding in the catacombs, them kind of shitting on all these dead bodies to get to their own personal wealth is a sin and they're being, what she does trying to get the Philosopher's Stone, trying to bring all these people down there is a sacrilege that brings on demons and like puts them in hell, so to speak. Okay, 100% agree. And I was on the same wavelength because one of my notes is like, at what point do they go too far? At what point? is the point of no return because they get into yeah. the catacombs and at a fairly early Almost point, yeah. they, you know, they go over these bones, but then they end up back where they were. So like pretty much right away, they're in this different reality. And it's like, my thing was like, at what point have they crossed that path? Like at what point is the point of no return? And I think what you're saying is a thousand percent correct of, that, like, the moment when they were crossing over all of those bones to get to personal wealth, I think that hits the nail on the head right there, Riz. Mm. That, like, that is the moment where that was sacrilege. That, Absolutely. That puts them immediately into an alternate reality yeah. or hell. Or I had to giggle, too, because I was like, I love that um, abandoned hope all ye who enter here, even if it is also a, like Dante's Inferno reference, I believe. So basically, you could either be going to hell or you could either be going to Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean. You could yeah. go either way. <laughs> when, I, when they started crawling through, I was like, they could just wind up in, like, in, in the scene where the guy's chasing the girl. Like, it could go either way. But I had to laugh because I was like, if you want me to be scared by that line, Disney ruined that for me. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I said that this movie... Was Harry Potter meets National Treasure meets The Descent meets The Ninth Gate. Oh like, my that's, that's what this movie perfect. is. <laughs> that's everything that this movie is. Oh my god, is my all mind, like, it's just mind blown. You're right. And she's obviously related to Dumbledore. I've never... <laughs> she talked about her father searching for the stone, and I'm like, is her dad Harry Potter? Harry is, there... <laughs> is that you? Yeah. I'm just sad that at no point was any Harry Potter reference made, because there had to have been a lot of giggling on set over the Philosopher's Stone. And also, I definitely would have died because I was like, Fuck the stone. Take the gold. And then I, I was like, nope, Bruce no, is going to die. Point, <laughs> That's how you die. Susie and the Banshees and I are going down because I would have yeah. always been like, ooh, gold. <laughs> the, uh, the the claustrophobia was real. And in that scene ooh. when Benji got stuck, I realized I was holding my breath. <laughs> I said my fat ass is way too out of shape. This is my exact wording. My fat ass is way too out of shape for this. My ass is not rappelling down anywhere I can't also climb back up, and I'm too tubby to fit through any of those holes that climb. Oh, yeah. No. I'd have gotten stuck like Winnie the Pooh. I was going to say, that's a Winnie the Pooh moment for us. <laughs> yeah, he gets stuck, and he starts to freak out, and she's like, you need to back up a little, flatten the bones to get through. I was I re- didn't even realize I was holding my breath until I was like, <gasps> you're like think that they think that she it freaked me. I because I'll be the first to admit I'm claustrophobic like that. Oh, are you? Like I would never go into a cave ever. The idea of being stuck, of not being able to see like where my feet are. Like if if I go in, if I go in head first, my thought is it's going to get real tight. If I can't move my head in every direction, or if I go in head first and then have to like go down. Oh God, yeah. You know, I'm not gonna go head first, but if I go in feet first, then I can't see shit, then I get stuck, I've got big boobs, it might be a low ceiling. Like this is just bad. Like if I have to crawl with my head to the side. No, yeah, I'm having a panic attack. No, no, not at all. Like that is not for me. There are a few things in this world that scare me. I've already mentioned snakes. The claustrophobia thing, side note, also elevators, but that's another Well, show. that's a claustrophobia, right? That's just a fear of falling. Uh-huh. Like, that's every, I have a recurring nightmare. Here's Jack, here's a little armchair. I know, armchair like, let me get my, my pipe I, and my robe out. I have a recurring nightmare. Every time I have a dream and I get into an elevator in the dream, the elevator crashes. Like, the elevator falls. The cable breaks, the elevator falls. I'm never getting so, in an elevator with no, you. No, <laughs> honestly, any time that I can avoid taking an elevator, I do. Wow. Generally, if I'm with people, I try not to be um, a scared cat. And yeah. I, but, like, if I'm by myself, there are times where I have to go to, like, different attorney's offices by where I work. And they're all in kind of, like, high risey buildings. I will walk up seven wow. flights of stairs to not take an elevator because fuck elevators. I don't like them. It makes me extremely nervous to be in an elevator. Thank you for joining Jackie's Phobias. Yeah. Jack- Jackie's Phobia Hour. Yeah. Thank you for coming <laughs> to my TED Talk. 
Um, I don't, I mean, I'm not in love with elevators. I don't know anybody who's like, you know what? I fucking love riding in elevators, but I can do it. I just get really wigged out. The ones at school are always so rickety crickety and I never know why I take them because I'm always like one day at 7am when I'm the only one in the building, I'm going to get stuck in here forever. Um, mine is more a fear of getting stuck than a fear of falling in the elevator. Um, but I, I get that. This movie's claustrophobic as hell. Yeah. Like, and Descent was the same thing. Like, I love these movies, but I think where my fear comes from is that claustrophobic feeling. Like, when they're crawling through these and they're rappelling down shit, and I'm like, dude, you're never gonna be able to get back up. Yeah. Like, same thing in Descent. Like, I have to, I have to give credit to, like, my more adventurous, outdoorsy friends like Mary, because... She will climb in tunnels. Like, we went um, on a hike together, and it was a big-ass tunnel. And I was a little ski, like, winky. Like, I was like, this is this is a tunnel. You know? But, like, I I don't know that I would ever be able to put myself, like, really crawl through some fucking right hole in the ground. Nope. Because I just don't trust that this shit's not going to fall on top of you. Like, that's how people oh, die, bro. Collapsing like, and, yeah. and not like, even nothing. being just stuck. But, yeah, giving collapse. Nothing is worth that to me. Yeah. I mean, that's not true. I, I would crawl through any hole in the world to, like, save someone I love. But short of that, no stone, gold, whatever is worth it to me. And can we all just agree that La Top and the other dude were dead? Like, they were... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you were following around dead guys all that whole time. Um, I also... But I do find the notion of the Philosopher's Stone interesting. Because I found myself questioning, and I'm curious to hear your thought. Would you really want eternal life? Like, I feel like anybody who says no is secretly lying. Yeah, I mean, the my only hesitation to eternal life is every generation I'm saying goodbye to people that I love. And I'm going to be lonely and I'm going to be the last one left. That's really my only hesitation to eternal life is just knowing that you're going to die and everyone I love is going to die. And then I'm going to move to a new... I'm going <laughs> to move somewhere else. I'm going to start a new life. And then I'm going to get a whole new group of loved ones. Yep. And I'm going to outlive them. Jersey goals too, right? Yeah. And then you inevitably... Know, I'm going to... So that would be, honestly, my only my only hesitation to living forever is just having to deal with grief like every 70 years or so. That's really... That's a re- you're such a good person. You're such a <laughs> Because my idea in my head was I don't want to live forever because the fear of death keeps me honest in a lot of ways. And what I mean of that is, like, because I do have a tinge of, like, I don't want to go to old. I want my life to have meaning. I want, like, I feel like it gets me off my ass and makes me a better person. If I had no ticking time bomb of my inevitable death coming at some point, I'd be the biggest sluffer piece of, like, I would be a what we do in the shadows, like, total, like, useless, like, makey, makey, because I would have, you have no timeline on anything, so you could just be useless. I would amass wealth. You I would? would? I would. Yeah. What do you need it for? For the rest of my life. But your life's going to be forever. So? I'm going to live in a big house forever. But it, will, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters because you can't die. So? So, exactly. So I'm alive. Let no, me not me. I'm going to live life. in, like, the woods. No, well, maybe at some point I will live in the woods. Right, because it doesn't matter. Who cares? Exactly. I don't have to pay taxes. I don't have to go to prison. None of this is going to matter because I'm going to live forever. Right? Well, what, what would living forever and not going to prison? Like, you would still go to prison if you were a cr- criminal. You would just have a life sentence forever. Oh, that was yeah. Don't, you don't want to <laughs> like, be a criminal. 50 years later, yeah. like, motherfucker, like, shut me out. Keep in mind, like, you're not invincible from, you're, you're <laughs> just true. invincible from okay. death. You're not invincible from, like, the law. The law. <laughs> yeah. No. You'll still not being able to die and make it really hard to catch me. <laughs> I would rob a bank if I didn't have to worry about dying. I see. I don't want to be a criminal. I, just I do. Want to live <laughs> I'm not going to be a criminal until I'm an old person. And I'm going to steal. I will steal stickers. Part. But like, I'm stealing shit from the dollar store. No, yeah, I'm not robbing steal. a bank. No, yeah, you got to yeah. When you're no. when you're old, you got to go to Target and steal like a Twizzler. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting right. the rice Krispie treats. Nobody's going to fuck with you yeah. and be like, "It's all right, old lady. Just don't do it again." <laughs> Where am I? Like that's yeah, gonna be big. Exactly. I'm, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. And they're gonna give me a cookie yeah. and a sticker with the dog from Target on it. Yeah. And it'll be done. See? Oh my god, we're gonna have a lot of fun with her. We are. Yeah, what are we worried about? Who needs immortality when you've got this plan? Um, I love how in my plan for my old age, my husband's almost never in the picture. <laughs> it's you and me in our old folks' home. Husbands be damned. They can have a room next door or they something. Can be there. At that point, I'm going to have lived with him for 40 years. I'm going to need a break anyway. Let's be real. We're going to need Chad and Matt to like <laughs> just have their own wing. They, yeah. the, the they'll sit there with their 3D printers and shit. Yeah, they right? will. 
Just fucking play with your tools and your muniquitas and just leave yeah. the rest of us alone. Right? We will have our, you know, little play school tape recorder with two microphones. That's right. That's and we will continue to do Jersey making, Ghouls. Making gravation. By then, do you think we'll just be talking about, like, like uh, the morning news? Or, like, Probably. it won't even be horror movies It won't anymore. even be horror movies anymore. Be like, you know like what? Wheel of Fortune. You know what? It'll be a podcast about Wheel of Fortune. Gladys's son got married. <laughs> you know who died today? <laughs> you ever notice that? I'm like, they always yeah. know somebody right. who died. Well, that's, that's the fucked up thing about being old. <laughs> that's what keeps you honest, though. Being, you have to have the fear of dying to live. Okay. You know what? It's like that song by Jason Isabel and the Vampires. Have you ever heard that? Oh, no. no of course, it came out less than 20 years ago. Um, it's like, basically, it's like, if you, you like, it would be awesome to be vampires because we could be together forever. But then we would lose the the urgency and the realization of how precious everything is. Because by living forever, you basically would not realize how how much of a gift life is. It's the fear of death that gives you that. See, I don't agree with that. I feel like I feel like living forever almost makes you appreciate. It almost to me like and okay now keep in mind I'm going to go to a slightly dark place. No, I like it. And I come from having lost my brother, and he died at 42, and it's like. It's one of those things where it's like knowing that you could go at any moment. You know, you always like live life to the fullest. Live right. every day. Sure. Make it count. YOLO. Because you never, yeah, YOLO, because you never know when you're going to die. But at the same time, if I knew I was going to live forever, it would suddenly open that endless possibility of today I'm going to start training to climb a mountain. And then I'm going to climb to the top of a mountain and I'm going to be at the top of a mountain and I've made it. And then tomorrow, I'm going to finally learn that language. And then I'm going to spend all this time learning a language. And then I'm going to go to that country that speaks that language and fluently speak with natives of that country and, you know, maybe live there for a month. And why not do that now? Because you feel like your time is finite? I don't do that now because I, there's there's not enough time to do that now. I, I don't, I get a week's vacation a year. You know what I mean? Like Right, but isn't that like the fucked up part? Like we're all living, we're all working to live and in that case not really living yeah like fuck the society yeah Yeah, exactly like that's my thesis again yeah infinite wealth living forever i can do all those things it doesn't matter you're right you got the right idea get super rich and then live forever i also know that my out like i generally i'm like very rose-colored glasses you are positive outlooky kind of person so see i'm always like what are the things that like when i'm deborah logan old Am I going to look back and be like, fuck, I'm glad I did that. You know what I mean? Like, I try to really let that be my compass. And I also really, and this is why society sucks and how much I hate everything, is because you're right. Or having to have a job and having to be a slave to the man and to capitalism and to money fucks up your ability to live a good life. Yeah. And rich people don't even get that. Because instead of being like, ha I'm rich, I'm going to live. I'm on a yacht. <laughs> like, you know, they go and they just, their life is consumed with making more money. Yeah. So it's like, so many people just don't get that. Like, really, like, the idea of, like, Thoreau and, like, Walden and all that stuff. Like, they had it fucking, Emerson and Thoreau had it right, man. Like, just live. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck the rest of it, you know? And I wish that I could be more like that. But you're right. Maybe it wouldn't be, I would lose it if I could do it forever. Maybe I'd just be better at it. It's yeah. A good way. Yeah, you are my little rose-colored, mm. rose-colored glasses girl. Not me. I'm a pessimistic mofo. <laughs> live, life, love. Yep, live, not me. Live, life, love. Live, life, love. I don't have much you love my side that says live, live laugh, love. Fuck you. Um, I stand by my live, laugh, love side. Chad found one like that and like, you know, pretty script and everything and it was like, kill me, stab. <laughs> I do want to get at least one sign that's like, fuck off. And yeah. Matt is always, Matt wants to get quotes that are written in like the fancy letters like that yeah. that are like bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. Like something right. really, yeah, like yeah. it'd be fun. I found this really cool needlepoint pattern that said, Ooh. everything's a dildo if you're brave enough. <laughs> I want that. We I know, need to, right? We need to we do need that, that together. Yeah, that's going to be a Jersey Girls adventure. In the old home. Yeah. <laughs> we can just fucking plaster. Needlepoint, needlepoint really fucked up things. <laughs> yes. And then what are they going to do? We're old. We don't know. I'm old. <laughs> I thought it said live, laugh, love. <laughs> Does this not say that? <laughs> and it's like, fuck off. <laughs> Off AWF too, because it's gotta be. <laughs> it's gotta be fuck off. Fuck off, right? Oh god, we, oh. we're gonna have a good time. So okay, not unlike 
in the taking of Deborah Logan, uh-huh. when she goes snake mouth, it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. There was that moment for me in this movie. Ooh, I can't wait. And again, toward the end, when they were going through the tunnels, and they start noticing, like, the people in the hoods. Yeah, that was a little silly. And they start sneaking around the tunnels, but they have their headlamps on. So I'm like, what are you doing, Ninja? You have a headlamp on. <laughs> and, like, they're literally trying to, like, sneak around a yeah, corner. Yeah, so But all you can see the is light. the illumination of their headlamps. That's a good call. And I was like, what are you doing? No, my big gripe was, how the fuck did she get back to the room with the freaking night so easily? I call bullshit on that, too. <laughs> Right? Also, she linebacker those like stone goblin y things. She did. Like, she like, was that like, was lab- those are some labyrinth style creatures. And she was just like, yeah, suddenly, she seriously, she's yeah. suddenly a She was a badass. Because she was just like, I'm going to palm to the face. <laughs> and you're going to go down in a heap. Yeah, and you're yeah. going to like it. Uh, she, she, yeah, yeah, she, I hated the ending too. I was like, really, you all live. The three of them live. I didn't hate the ending. Oh, I wanted them all to die. I thought that was the but, only way that 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 and that was the ballsy ending. Ballsy ending was they all died down there and they deserved it. Right. You know, like well, they I were, was kind of thinking that the ballsy like I, I agree that like they get out, but they're actually still in hell. Oh, they never really, actually oh, like, I like they that. got out to like street level, but, but then like and then they're hugging and then suddenly like oh, a dude good. in a hood goes by goes or by like. Something catches on fire. Man, There's not actually. Right they really should let us right. Yeah, uh, call me Hollywood. Yeah. Um. My God, that's such a good call. I love that. Yeah. I really. One of the most chilling lines was when he was like, "Are we dead?" Like, because yeah. I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, man, you might be dead." <laughs> like, like how scary would it be to be dead and not be sure that you're dead? Ah, that's scared. I'm scared. It is scared. That's scared. I know how Scarlet was able to get back to the other Philosopher's Stone to save George. Because they were inventing their reality, right, at that point? Oh, That's I was going to say, because George is super hot and I want to hit that. So. <laughs> he's from a bunch of stuff, too. I know. Right? He's definitely he's one, like of those, tons of he's stuff. one of those guys from that thing. Yeah, he totally he is. is. He um, was in, and he's, um, a, he's a good-looking man, so you know what? If he that, was easy on the eyes. If, yeah. that, if that peen was in the future... I'd, I'd run. I'd line backwards yeah, or some stone, too. I would. I would. Yeah, he was a good-looking He was, he was good a good-looking guy. Although, you know what? I have to say... Scarlett was pretty hot too. I tell you what. Let's not take it away from her. Like I got a thing for redheads. Fucking hot. I would she, hit that. She's. I'd hit her too. I, I think so too. I think as we continue to age, one other thing I'm looking forward to is what's continuing to be a very open sexuality for me. I mean, granted, nobody's gonna want my crusty ass, but like, yeah, Scarlett. If I had to pick between Scarlett and what's his face, I I think I'd go Scarlett. She was. Yeah. Hot. I like redheads. I do. Do you? I do. Oh, oh, I, I would do. dye my hair red. <laughs> <laughs> I'd look like such a clown. <laughs> You would accidentally, instead of like a nice coppery yeah. color, you'd be like, Pose bright red. red. Yeah. You would be like, oops, I'm Pennywise. Oops, all Pennywise. Oops, I'm Pennywise. It's the name of my memoir. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. You're right, I would not do it right. And then you'd be like, no, nah, I'm still not banging you. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, so uh, takeaways for me is don't go in small caves when you're tubby, like me. And uh, maybe living forever isn't what I need out of life. No. Yeah. yeah. But I like, I tell you what, I am here for your for your found footage kick. Every movie yeah. we've done, I've like thoroughly enjoyed like being like on this kind of journey, especially because with the quarantine and with the pandemic and with how completely turned the pot the world is, I think it's an interesting escapism. Like, I don't know. I mean, it is in every movie, but... You know, we have fun. These are these are extra fun because like the whole premise of them is is it this is real and this really happened. Yeah, you know, and so it's 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 an interesting take. Yeah, Um, yeah. There's there's a couple more that I have watched. Some pretty good, some not so good. So who knows what we'll watch in the future? But thanks for the past couple found footage. Uh, adventures have been have been my choice, so thanks for that. Oh, hey, I, I like not having to make the decision, so I'm just happy <laughs> to have one less thing to think about. Um, and also, if I can tease everybody, we do have some stuff in, in the works, some exciting things with um, for Jersey Ghouls Productions. We are branching out, and we want to become a, a haven for all things local artists. So please reach out to us if you have any ideas, if you have anything that we could possibly help you get out there on the airwaves. Um, we are very excited to have a couple of new podcasts in the in the works. We have a few new projects we're both working on. And yeah, and don't forget, of course, to um, 
Check out all of our uh, wonderful work also over at darkhillsevents.com. Mm -hmm. uh, go to our Facebook page and uh, enjoy all of our shenanigans there. Yeah. We've, uh, the Facebook page has been bumping lately. Yeah. I'm excited. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say you were a Booberry fan, and then I wasn't sure if that was true. Um, I, actually, I saw that today, and I was going to respond. I'm a Frankenberry girl. I knew it was a Frankenberry I'm a Frankenberry girl. I knew girl. it. I I'm was a, like, she's not the blue one. I, I do. Honestly, Booberry is second. I'm not a big chocolate fan. Oh, Count Chocula. So Count Chocula is, is the bottom of the list. Not to say that it's bad. I won't turn down a bowl. Oh yeah, but if I'm gonna go to the store and I'm gonna buy a box of it, I'm I'm gonna buy Frankenberry. I'm probably wow. gonna, actually oh, yeah. I'm no. gonna buy four boxes of Frankenberry. So I feel like I'm raising my kids right because when we went to the grocery store, they were like, "Oh snap, the Count Chocula is out!" And we bought a big Count Chocula, and we also bought, which has been delightful, a Captain Crunch that turns your milk green. Yeah, the Halloween Captain mm -hmm. Crunch. Well, wait, isn't Count Chocula available year round? I don't, I think that's a communist thing to do and I won't support it. No, I feel like I will only buy Count Chocula. Really? In, in the fall, but if it were on, it I feel, on I feel shelf. like in some stores, I feel oh, like, dare they sell I feel like that's the one that is out year round that's and then bullshit. the other two are only, although maybe that's changed. Although I get super excited because sometimes Ollie's will have that Halloween, like the Halloween cereals out in May. What the fuck is Ollie's? Uh, it's like a little, it's like a, it's like. Like a bargain store, like they, like they, kind of like big lots. Oh, where like they, okay. they will buy lots of, like Oh a, yeah, like yeah, there's food. one in Cherry yeah. Hill. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's like that. And sometimes you'll go in May Ooh. and they'll have like Christmas candy and like they'll have Halloween candy and they have the Halloween cereals out sometimes like in the middle of summer because Dang. like they've like bought a buyout from some from grocery, some grocery store. store. And as long as it's not expired, they can sell it. Wow. So, I mean, it might expire in three weeks, but right, they but can still sell challenge it. Challenge accepted. And I'm like... Hey, what's up, Frankenberry in the summertime? <laughs> I, I will not. See, I, will not I get worked up. Like, I really believe Reese's Peanut Butter Cups should be ashamed of themselves because the only time you should be able to get the delicious cup is the pumpkin flavor, like, the shaped one shape. and the Christmas tree shaped ones. Now they you have them for Valentine's Day. You don't subscribe to the egg? Oh, the egg The egg for Easter, you're right. Yeah. But, like, I love that after Easter, you can't get that shit until Halloween again. Because there's no better feeling than the first time you have a peanut butter pumpkin. Uh, you know what? I agree with that. And I also will add on Cadbury cream eggs. Oh, see, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. I, I do get the hype, but yes. I just, I could take it early. And they came out with Cadbury scream eggs No, that's Halloween. not okay. Yeah. They taste different. Do they? That's they do. I mean, it's green goo in the middle. <laughs> and like that's fine but like it just it doesn't taste the same and maybe that's just my fucked up brain making it not taste right because it's not right for the season but right? yeah Cadbury cream eggs at Easter um yeah they're up there like there's there's staples in our house for Easter there's always in our basket and my mom still does a little basket like even Aww. for me uh we get one uh we get a Cadbury cream egg we get a Reese's egg. Yeah. And then we get a Zintner's either like buttercrack or double coconut. Uh, the egg, egg shape things. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that. I always like oh the peanut God, butter yes. bunny. That's because I'm a okay. big chocolate peanut butter gal. Yeah. Um, and it, it, bonus points if it's Gertrude Hawk. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I um, I feel like every season has, has a different. And my big thing is the only time I eat cherries covered in chocolate with the goo in them is Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't like it when people just rock those any time of the day. That's, that's weird. Any time period. Don't be weird. <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird. How that's, did we get on this? A, I don't know. I don't know. But you're welcome. Yeah. Public. Thanks for thanks for coming to our TED talk on holiday on holiday. Right. Foods. Be appropriate. Appropriate Eat the holiday. Right foods. food at the right time. Don't be that guy that eats you know the peanut butter hearts. Because just because they're there doesn't mean they should. I eat them too because I fucking can't. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking can't. Anything with that is the Reese's peanut butter special editions in my yeah. belly. <laughs> I gotta go buy a peanut butter. Well, like, that's one pumpkin. of the best things about those, uh, like, the hearts and the egg shape and the, it's because you get so much more peanut butter and a lot oh, less chocolate, yeah. which is why I like them Me over, too. like, a regular peanut butter Me cup. Too. Although I do enjoy the crunch of the surrounding sides of oh, a peanut see, butter not cup. Me. I'm, that's, that's but like the best, like for me, I like, I, like I said, I like chocolate, but like not a whole lot. So like the, the egg shape, the tree is almost mm -hmm. all peanut butter with a thin mm -hmm. layer of chocolate. So I'm like, you were fucking my chocolate. basement girl. Keep talking. <laughs> I like the sugary peanut butter. <laughs> uh, surprise, surprise that I like sugar with my sugar mixed with sugar. So, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do?
Yep. And that's why I'll always Winnie the Pooh in the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, that's why we get stuck. Because because we eat Cadbury cream eggs and Reese's eggs all year round. Yep, I justify every holiday I can. do. Yeah, you know, you have to eat Halloween, it's a holiday. Right to Christmas. Oh, yeah. Right to Thanksgiving. I'm surprised there's not a turkey peanut butter cup. There probably is a turkey peanut butter cup. Right to Valentine's Day. Right to Bastille Day. Then straight on to uh, to Easter, and then then you gotta wait a while, and then yeah. you remember why you love them so much. Then you June and in July. Then you just go to the store and buy Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> That's right. And then what I do is I eat all the edges first. I go yeah, mm-hmm, I do too. All around, so yeah. that it kind of sort of has the consistency yeah. of yeah. agreed. We Again, to, we're gonna go yeah. buy some peanut butter cups. Uh, now that I'm drooling, uh, and now I'm gonna go eat a bunch of candy. Uh, <laughs> we want to thank you guys for joining us for these episodes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, for you. You crack yourself up. Thank you. <laughs> I'm funny, motherfucker. Thank you guys for joining us. We hope you guys have had as much fun listening as we've had talking about the taking of Deborah Logan and, as above, so below. And peanut butter cups. And holiday appropriate candies. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to check us out on the internet. Just search Jersey Ghouls. You're going to find us on all the socials. You're going to find us on all the podcasting apps. And hey, if you enjoy our shit talking, do me a favor and go over to iTunes and give us a little rating. That would really help us out. Um, yeah, we never tell people to do that. No, we really should. I don't care if you give me one star, two stars, redfish, bluefish. I don't care. Just just, just know, let us know you're out there. Do we have to run a contest? We'll run a contest. Want to run a contest? It's been a minute. September. We, we'll run a contest. All right. And it's going to have something to do with your boobs, I hope. It probably <laughs> won't, but... Peanut butter cups. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure something out because we have to, you know... Do stuff. Uh, we're a podcast. We should advertise You're right. ourselves. <laughs> Every once in a while, we should actually put some energy into it. We probably should. All right, gang. We love you. We will bye see bye. you guys next time. I said bye-bye too early. So you said again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.